The Paternity Test is a comedy podcast for adults. If you're not a grown-up, get off the internet. It's a horrible place. From Illinois and New York, it's the Paternity Test. This week, home of the chicken sandwich, pre-kindergarten auctions, successful dead radio hosts, and Fruity Pebbles Blackout. And now, three guys who don't have time for love, Dr. Jones, here are the dads. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Paternity Test. I'm Todd Jay in the Chicago suburbs. I'm Matt Parisi in Chicago. I'm Dave England, upstate New York. Welcome back to the podcast that likes its chicken like it likes its women. Broasted. Damn straight. So tonight I am recording from Shay J. Yeah. I am at uh, Podcast Central here at Todd's house. And as I was driving out, I don't remember if it was uh, after our rebrand to the Paternity Test or beforehand, but you uh, longtime listeners may recall my... Love affair with broasted chicken, which is what braised. Bro- what what is that a portmanteau of? It's roasted it's, and it's fried. It's, and it's fried under pressure. Dear, dear, you dear, think dear, it dear. would be a combination of like broiled and roasted or right. braised and roasted, right? What but else it's could it be? Fr- basically just fried under pressure. Well, what then? They should call it pr- 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 pride, pride, <laughs> pride chicken. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Which would be kind of a cool thing to call it, like just that you know you could see they have some of our pride American pride chicken. Well, once a year it would be anyhow. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but they've got the, a patent on this, right? Like they've got a, a copyright or something. You unbroasted cannot, or unpried? Unbroasted. Unbroasted. Yes, you cannot say that you serve roasted chicken unless you have like licensed the uh, use of the name roasted. There's probably some guy who actually braises and roasts it, and he's so frustrated because he's <laughs> like, "That's my portmanteau." <laughs> what I'm actually doing. <laughs> well, anyhow, I, I found this roasted place by my house, and I became obsessed with it. And every time I was driving, I was eating secret car chicken because it's so good. And as I was driving over to Todd's, I found out that he has a roasted place so near his See, house. And I, d- I had no idea because I've been wanting to try roasted for so long, and I didn't know. I think that's a newer place because I drive by there. Uh, I'd say at least once every three weeks, I have to go that far down Ogden for something, and I would have seen a broasted place. I definitely would have noticed the last time I came, because I would Especially have heard when the call Mr. of the broast. Mr. Brost. Mr. Brost. That's, that's Mr. Brost to you. <laughs> they call me Mr. Brost. Father, you can call me Pride. <laughs> now, well, actually, I think the guy who who actually braises it, roasted, maybe he calls it bra- braisted? <laughs> Broasted. <laughs> Broasted chicken. I don't know. It's no, wait, the braced. Beta, the Betamax of uh, to, uh, so, to Brosted's VHS yeah. is the braced. Mr. Brost is home of the Zinger Burger, which <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. You can't call yourself Mr. Brost and like have your logo be a chicken head, and then say you're home of the Zinger Burger. You're like, home of Brosted Chicken. You're home of Brosted Chicken, right? <laughs> Mr. Zinger would be the home of the Mr. Zinger Burgers. Or yeah. Mr. Zinger what? Burgers? Or just Zingers or something. Yeah, home of the Zinger Burger. But no, Mr. Bros is home with a Zinger Burger. Um, it's their famous burger made with crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside chicken breast. Oh, it's a chicken burger. Don't call it a burger if it's a chicken breast. It's a on chicken a bun. sandwich. It's a chicken sandwich. So it's crispy on the outside, juicy on the inside. <laughs> 
topped with seasoned cabbage and drizzled with spicy zinger sauce on a soft sesame seed bun. I don't know about the cabbage part. The spicy yeah, why zinger cabbage? Sauce, don't go cabbage. cabbage. Well, it's seasoned cabbage. I don't know what they season it with. So it's spicy coleslaw on a chicken sandwich? Oh, that's maybe that's... about it. Yeah. So instead of a, like a mayo... <laughs> I well, guess home of chicken sandwiches isn't very exciting. You could have showed up with a bucket of broasted chicken. I thought it was closed as right I drove by because it looked closed, and I was moving at a clip, and it wasn't closed. So I'm mm. full of roasted regret now. They sell gyros by the pound. What? Gyros meat by the pound, uh, or Philly wow. chicken or Philly steak. You just buy it by the pound. They yeah, have a I'm, lot of burgers here. I'm glad I didn't stop because I would have come with a Honda tiny van entirely filled with this food and we'd be eating uh, cabbage covered chicken sandwiches right now. See they have a lot of things called uh, chicken burgers that are all just chicken sandwiches. So the Zinger burger is not a hamburger. That's really screwed up. Yeah. Well that would be like, did I tell you guys about the loose I, we talked about the loose meat sandwiches right? What about, we talk about that? Did we talk about loose meat sandwiches? It's like a sloppy joe right? Yeah. That'd be like calling that a style of burger but it's not. Right. I no. mean there is a burger, there's hamburger in it uh-huh. but it's not a burger. You can't say, oh, it's a loose meat burger. A zinger burger. Really? What's that? That's a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> With zinger sauce on it. Can't they call it like a zinger chicken sandwich? <sighs> you ever have a butterball burger? It's amazing. Now it's time for Cool Dad Luke. I don't care if it rains or freezes, as long as I got my plastic Jesus. Run straight. Well, uh, this, was, uh, this weekend was our... Hippie preschool, growing up, drunken party, blowout, and auction. Sans kids. Sans kids. So this is just a, a fundraiser. They get you drunk and take your money. Yes. That means without. <laughs> That's right. Uh, last year, you may recall that my wife got into a bidding war over yes, the, a painting. Right. Like a painting the kids did, right? Yeah, so all was... the kids in the class did a splatter oh. painting, and they all had their own color. And then you got a book that told you which kid had which color. You almost had to sell your daughter to pay for it. We, because you didn't win it, right? Someone else won it. Somebody, you got somebody beat us. The person who wins, we're, we're seeing a trend. People who are aging out of the preschool, and so their heart is broken that they'll never see these people or this place again, and they're drunk. Uh, yeah. They tend to win it. Last year, the painting, it was a splatter painting, but it was really cool looking. It would fit sure. just about any room. It would look perfect down here. Be great. Look great on the wall, right? This year's was an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> It was, they called it a guitar string painting. I don't know if guitar strings were involved in the process, but it was several, several canvases glued together at odd angles with guitar strings uh, strung over it. And then the canvases were black and there was orange and green paint. It was very, I do not live in Logan Square or Wicker Park. Like you would mm-hmm. need, we are not punk rock enough for this painting. You definitely need to hang it on exposed brick or like in a yeah. converted loft on like a big rough hewn uh, pillar. <laughs> You know, wooden pillar from a yeah. factory loft. Um, it somebody's got a wicked auction hangover today because they bought this thing. You know, I mean, oh. it was it was pretty ugly. Uh, and there were other other arts. You know, each class at the preschool makes their own art. One was a big quilt, which right there, you you know, you mm-hmm. lost me already. A giant quilt. Yeah, um, a quilt made by four year olds. Right. And here's what they did: they dipped their hands <laughs> in paint and they put handprints all over the quilt. And then they must have taken severed baby doll arms and put tiny handprints all over the... Because they were like fetus handprints. I don't mean small children. I mean like fetus right. handprints. And right. it looked as though... It was hanging on the wall. It looked as though 
hundreds of children and unborn fetuses were trying to push their way out of the quilt. That one didn't wow. go for as much. No. <laughs> the nightmare quilt. Well, a, a couple observations, and and Melissa's got some real guilt over not winning that painting last year, and I think it went for six seventy five or something. I mean, it really oh, yeah. went for a lot of lot of money. Um, this year, we even she even just out of her sense of, I mean, Professor Foster's a she's a hard charger, you know, like she's Type A. So mm-hmm. I think if there's an auction, you got to tie her hands down just because she wants to win. She doesn't want the stuff, yeah. and she's not right. she's not careless with money, but. She's a lady who likes to win, you know. You got to get her get her interested in something that's going to go for like seventy five bucks, and then let her win that, and then she's good for the night, you know. Yeah. There was drama over the auction again because somebody had said beforehand, like in the morning at school, somebody had said at that party tonight. It was at a really cool bar. It was a converted firehouse that even had a the fire pole was still intact. So like the could you do it? Could you slide on it? They auctioned off a chance to go down the fire pole at the party. Nice. I mean, it was a really cool bar. But somebody told us in the morning, I intend to buy that painting. So I don't oh, know if somebody off, says, like, like, I want to buy it, do you, is it fair to? If you're the preschool, you don't want that because you want a bidding war. Like, right. you're trying to. Well, she didn't say back off, but she said, I might buy the painting. You know, but she made her declaration clear. Well, somebody had a couple extra drinks in them and who had no intention of buying the painting and then decided they're going to go all in and buy this painting <laughs> and turned it into a bidding war. And I think, I feel like some friendships were. Lost. I'm as for ruining someone else's night by outbidding them as the next guy. <laughs> but I was at a, I was at my school the other day running a, an improv show, and and there was a one of the local elementary schools was having a silent auction in the foyer of the high school, and there was this. And Mother's Day was the next day. I had nothing for my wife. And I'm like, I'm going to buy something on this silent auction that I don't belong being at. <laughs> so, like, while the kids are doing improv, I race out to put my name on something. And there was this gift basket full of awesome bat stuff that my wife would have loved. It, it went for, like, $90. And the opening bid was, like, $20. And the first person to sign it anonymously put... $165. Wait, what? Oh. I know. Why would they? That's not how that works. I know. I I wanted to set the basket on fire. God. <laughs> I was so, I was so infuriated. Them. This isn't eBay. There isn't a buy it now option. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. What are you doing big time and everybody at the silent auction? I know. It's like throwing his weight around or her weight, whatever. They didn't want to be bothered with having to go back and write right. another price. Like, just... No. I wanted to add another zero to the end of their bid just to. <laughs> Here you go, Mayor McCheese. Let's see you light your bath salts with $100 bills. <laughs> wow. So you didn't, you didn't win the uh, bath. I bath lost. Stuff. My wife got nothing. Maybe he thought it was the episode of Friends where Joey thought you were supposed to guess the price. <laughs> so he thought the basket was worth $169. He didn't realize he was bidding $169. <laughs> This basket is worth. Yeah, I don't know. And closest to the price wins, right? So right, like jelly beans in a jar. <laughs> I think it. I think it was a case where someone couldn't st- or didn't. I think it was a dad who didn't want to stick around. Yeah, they just so they he, just, he wants to write the check. What's it going to cost to get me out of this joint? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my wife in one room. I got my girlfriend on the phone. <laughs> well, he also big timed on a pretty, a fairly reasonable item. You know, he didn't big time on the boat that was probably yeah. there. 
you know, because they're probably some big ticket things, right? Usually, a silent auction throws in some like Jagungus things, like as a as a marquee item. Yeah, it was fine. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't like the silent auctions that you're t- the one that you're at, the ones that I've been to where my wife used to work in a private school. It's not, you know what I mean? There wasn't a cla- a, a, a guitar signed by Eric Clapton. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, I, I know of a, of a Lincoln Park school that has, like, literally yeah. boats and stuff. And, yeah, celebrity things like that. This was, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think that the top bid at this was, I think something went for 900 bucks, but I think two people were colluding oh, okay. and splitting something. Oh. Nice. Yeah. So at, at, at your, Matt, at your auction, is it a, is it like a silent or is it out front, like, Everyone's got no. A it was arms prices. up, like it was. It was like a sitcom, like you were putting your arms. Oh. If you scratch your nose, you accidentally bought a quilt with Peter's <laughs> hands on it. <laughs> you're big time in people in big front. Time like somebody. you are, if yeah. you are, if you yeah, are, if you are bidding higher than somebody, you're doing it in their face. In their face your friends, not a not a stranger yeah. in a room at at Christie's. You are in front of one of your preschoolers' friends' moms, and you are like, "Uh, I got more money than you, or I want this more than you." And I what? saw, and people were drunk. I saw a lady bid against herself twice. <laughs> <laughs> do I hear four fifty? Me. Is. Do I hear five hundred? Me. <laughs> I could do this all night. Well, that's why there's alcohol involved in these things because mm-hmm. they, you know, your preschool knows exactly what they're doing. They're not so hippy dippy. Like they know how to, they know how to bring in the scratch. No, and that's the thing with this hippy dippy preschool. Like I call it that because there's lots of feeling sticks and and you know I feel left out paddles, but. It's still people who live in the city, you know, like yeah, like it's it's there's some metro going on. The the booze options mm-hmm. were good beer, like quite good beer, Chicago beer, horrible wine, like dump it out wine, and then mystery margarita. Yeah, like well, well, uh, for sure, well, you know, which uh, is you know I don't mind that. Like yeah, if it's going like, in a mixed drink, yeah, I'm not going to be too picky. You're pouring sugar syrup it. in it, so yeah, you exactly really need right. to be, uh, you know, Cuervo Platinum or whatever. No, you're not going to be able to tell. Yeah. Well, here's here's the difference. I don't know. If I you think, give me I... a margarita on the rocks, I feel like it's manly. Yes. If you give me yep. a frozen mm-hmm. margarita, like a slushy, right? I don't want to drink it. But a margarita on the rocks, it, especially like a straight, like a like the standard margarita, not necessarily like a strawberry watermelon margarita. <laughs> But a straight up margarita on the rocks, I'll I'll do that. Yeah, you're if right. You, if you can do it without putting sour mix in it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like if it's just like, or if you're putting Cointreau in it instead of triple sec, and mm-hmm. a little bit of lime juice and a splash of OJ. Like if you're finessing it, so I it seems it's like a tequila fine. cocktail as opposed to a giant yeah. frozen TGI Fridays. <laughs> well, <laughs> if yes. you make it right, it's just all booze. Like there's no, mm-hmm. there's really no mix or sugar mm. in it. Really, it's just just booze. Well, that must have been happening because people were hammered. And so this is a preschool, right? And so people have little kids. So I think people were way off their drinking games. And like I said, most of these people oh, are artists. Yeah. So there was definitely a time when these people had game. Mm-hmm. Right. But I think just everybody having four-year-olds, people and I imagine, drunk in four years. You know, the, the trend in our generation is to have children later in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that a lot of these everybody's about 40. people are in their 30s 30, and 40s. 35 to 40. Yeah. Five, yeah. So they had their party years in their 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 30s. 20s and 30s. <laughs> in late 30s. In late 30s. Yeah. And now they've had a couple years off. Mm-hmm. And now they're, just, you know, they had a chance to go out and relive their glory days. Yeah, because they and were, it was a only, rusty when it, it wasn't that in. long an event. And they gave you an hour to drink before they started the auction. Oh. Yeah. And I just think an hour, I'm not sloppy and big against myself in a cash hour. bar. 
Uh, everybody got two drink tickets, and then it went to cash. Okay. These hippies weren't buying extra drinks. So mm. two drinks in, a yeah. lot of these people were, were particularly ladies, were, were oh, stumbling yeah. around a little do bit. Do the ladies do most of the bidding? Mm-hmm. The guys kind of stay out of it? Oh, yeah. Oh, then I could see how, yeah. Never yeah. seen a guy bid, as a matter of fact. Oh. Really? Mm-mm. Stand back. And uh, my wife's scary when she bids, too, because she, she waits until it seems like it's cooling down. She doesn't mm-hmm. start just throwing her hand up and making no, making no. her presence known. She waits until it looks like it's dying yeah. down, and then she puts her hand defiantly in the air. Might have been in a fist. Not quite sure. She's a... <laughs> <laughs> She's like a. You get a bid against a black woman? Mm-hmm. Is that what you're doing? All right. <laughs> We've won bigger things than this auction, let me tell you. <laughs> We're going to go to the mountaintop tonight. <laughs> we fought our way out of the 20, and I'm fighting my way to get that quilt. <laughs> so, I, did you win anything? We won the fact that we're not stuck with an ugly ass painting and well, $600 shy. No, we didn't. Um, no, we didn't win it. Last like year, a we coffee won. Coffee mug. You know what we won last year was a ton of money. Uh, she oh. played some game where they were. There was a kitty and and like like everybody paid to get a like uh, a fifty fifty raffle or yeah, something exactly and so we and and they made so a did mistake. you feel like you had to put that money back into it? Well, they this didn't. Year? They made a mistake and we told them this year. We told them this year and we deliberately didn't tell them last year. But uh, they need to give away the fifty fifty raffle money before the yes because people auction. are going to sink it right back into the of course auction. you are absolutely of course you are we would we'd have last year's splatter painting if we would have the money won the money before the bidding right <laughs> that's right right. Who wouldn't? Like, who would be miserly enough to... It's not like people need the money. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a fairly she preschool. You're there for so. a fundraiser. Right. And so the last thing you want to do is walk away with a handful of money. Right. You feel bad about you it, want, right? Yeah. You, so you, you feel like you took something from mm-hmm. them. You'd be like, so. you see that basket of soaps over there? $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to do fundraisers for my son's baseball teams, and I remember one of them was like a Super Bowl, uh, like Super Bowl squares, stuff like that, mm-hmm. or football squares, and... It's true. Every time you won, you just said, "Well, just keep the just put the money back with the team, like put make it part mm-hmm. of the fundraiser." You didn't take now because you know we would buy some of our own squares, but then if our relatives bought squares, they would take the money because they didn't care. But if like one, if we won ourselves, we just put it right back into the team. I'm feeling that funny. You know, my my it's a co-op preschool, so my duty is to be the little organic farmer man. So I always have to buy supplies for the garden, and they say, "Turn in your receipts." And they're mm-hmm. very, I mean, they beg me to turn in my receipts. They're like, hey, yeah. I saw you did something, turn in your receipts. But then I feel weird at a place that takes donations and has fundraisers. Like to Are they considered a not-for-profit? Oh, for, I would think they have to be, yeah. yeah. For maybe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for, for absolutely, could be. <laughs> uh, so I feel weird turning in my receipts. I mean, I, I do. Yeah, but it's a donation. It's like an, you're, right. But maybe instead of turning your receipts, you keep the receipts and put it as a donation. Oh, they'd have to like give you a letter or something. That's what you should do. Say, hey, I don't want to get reimbursed, but let's you know give me a letter saying I donated this much worth of oh for my taxes garden yeah. items. Yeah. yeah, and there's so many playwrights and stuff. You know, everybody needs their tax breaks because people are getting paid in stipends for their crappy art jobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so then they've got to pay taxes on all of it. Well, the last thing I want to say about this is, um, you know, I see all these parents around the. Uh, on the playground, right? We pick our kids up, and then we all play on the playground. You know, these are people who, they're in the arts, so they typically are or were good-looking. But, you know, you see you see each other in parent mode, and you're standing on the playground shivering, covered in, like, scarves and hats mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, people cleaned up real nice for this event. Yeah. And people were keeping it tight. My wife looked, looked fine, and she was, like, dancing, like, dancing, dancing. I was pleased. 
And, uh, you know, and I was representing in a nice, nice skinny cut suit. And, and like, people were, these moms were rocking it. Like, it, people were looking good. And um, that's dangerous. It was dangerous, especially when the booze started to flow. I was like, I'm glad this is ending a little early because mm-hmm. people are starting to lean in a little bit when they talk. You know, it's just, we're, we're one more round of these, uh, these little tequila drinks from putting keys in a fishbowl, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I worry about. You know, a month after the auction, you see, you know, that. Two couples have gotten divorced and are starting to date each other. Yeah. And then you walk in and like, uh, oh, you're here to pick up Timmy. Well, actually, I'm going to pick up uh, Timmy and Susie. Yeah, carpooling today. now. Yeah, well, now we're carpooling. So, uh, yeah, I could see that. A bunch of good-looking parents in their 30s. It's, I could well, see that. And I walked home six inches off the ground because I was so happy that like, I felt cool. I felt cool. Like, to be in a room full yeah. of people who are looking hot, I'm like, oh, I'm still running with this crowd. And I yeah. wasn't sure, like rolling up i'm like is it is it over is it over and then like <laughs> it's not over yet. i mean there's an episode of house where he's talking about his drug addiction he's talking about how he wakes up every morning and like checks his eyes to see if they're going jaundice because his like liver and kidneys are failing from this mm-hmm. drug addiction and that's how i feel about my oldness like i wake up every day and i like go to the mirror and i go is it over is it done? you know <laughs> is it done because i don't i don't think at this exact juncture like as we speak you know ask me again in 10 minutes by the time this episode it drops i'll 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 be walking with a cane and, you know, <laughs> but uh, I feel like I'm not over the hill, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not climbing up it. You know, I got like you, I've, yeah, I've reached right. the summit and I just haven't started to descend yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's no place to go but down. So the, the party well, was lucky, nice because it just stay plateaued for a while. That's all you're, you're trying to maintain is what you got to do at this point. Right. This is what I like about. Uh, Marvel's Avengers Civil War, Captain America Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Is that almost every person in that movie is older than us. Oh, yeah. Right? Robert Downey Jr. is like 51. 60. Yeah, 51, 52 51, years old. 51, yeah. And uh, Chris seven, Evans might might be 38. He yeah. might be your age. Scarlett like, Johansson's got to be... She's 75. 75. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone in that movie is three times older than Wilfred Brimley when he was in Cocoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, Robert Downey Jr. is the same age, as, isn't he, that Wilford Brimley was? Wasn't he 50 yeah. when he did Cocoon? Yep. So yep. he's actually older than Wilford Brimley I think when he was in Iron Man, he was, <laughs> yeah, he was like right. Iron Man 1, he that's was the same right, age as, as right. Wilford Brimley oh my <laughs> Cocoon. God. He was, that's right, because he was only 49 or something, yep. and then it came out when he was 50. Yep. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, it's crazy that all those superheroes are so old. Mm-hmm. Except for the little Spider-Man kid, everybody is in their mid to late 40s, and that makes me feel like there's, mm-hmm. there's hope that I could still be a superhero. Um, so this was the you know next year's auction. I'll I'll go with a walker and you know and a glass eye or whatever the hell old people do. <laughs> Instead of cocktails, they'll be having Metamucil. But uh, um, it made me feel good for one one last night. It should have been the you're theme gonna, like a homecoming. You're gonna bid on a on a gift certificate to like a crochet class or something <laughs> next year. Yeah. I really want that. Melissa, get it for me. I'd like to bid, but my rotator cuffs are shot, and I can't raise my arm up anymore. So how do you get you bid on this? <laughs> They're going to think you're bidding on something, but you're actually just stroking out. <laughs> hey, folks, you already shop on Amazon. Why don't you put those dollars to work keeping this show on the air? You can do that using the Amazon portal at the support page at paternitypodcast.com. That's our website. That means when you want to buy something on Amazon, you go to paternitypodcast.com. You click on support, you will see an Amazon box. And when you click on that, Amazon opens. They know you came through our website because they know these things. You go shopping. They take some of their profits from what you bought and they send it to us. You don't sign up for anything. You don't pay extra. You just shop. And we get money to keep this show on the air. Speaking of stuff, Todd, I haven't been here in a while. 
But it seems you are infirm somehow because this <laughs> room is filled with medical equipment, uh, uh, an elaborate series of supports and trusses. What's well, going on? I sometimes I feel like I got sucked into like some kind of uh, pyramid scheme or something because I went to the you know I went to the chiropractor. I was having a lot of headaches. Like, oh, you have all these problems, and uh, here's the program we're going to put you on. My, uh, it was posture. It was uh, tension in my neck. It was I had nerves getting compressed in my neck, stuff like that. So they put me on this program, mm -hmm. and they said, uh, you're going to get this kit of <laughs> things that come with it. It's all included in the price, which means they just added it to the price. Uh -huh, Not right. included. I just right. paid for it. <laughs> So I come home with this bag of things. Don't worry. All these things are included in the bill we're writing up for you. Yep. That's exactly how it went. <laughs> and uh, and I'm sure you can get them all on Amazon if you want. But they include lots of pieces of foam that, uh, you know, like triangles. And uh, <laughs> one of them is a, is a traction collar, which, man, I don't have down here. I wish I could show you. But you hang it over your door. And it's got a rope on it, and it's got a, a cushioned thing that goes behind your neck, and another thing that you put your chin on, and then you like lean into it to like stretch out your neck. Or it seems if, so fifties. Oh. Or if you turn the other way, you could hang yourself. Um, it's only a matter of time, really. There is a. Uh, I'm wearing it right now. You're wearing the head some weights. sort of magnetic turban. It's like a which was my prog rock band in the mm -hmm. uh, late seventies, by the way. So it's it's got it's got four little areas that you can put weights in. <laughs> Oh, yes, and then you have to sit on a balance ball to... Where's your balance your, ball? Somewhere. There's all around. There's one right there. Wow. Sit on a balance ball and just kind of move your hips around, and it gives your head muscle, your neck muscle confusion, and that makes you, like, it strengthens the muscles in your neck so that wow. you're holding up your big fat head easier. He's wearing a giant so black head, nylon turban. <clears throat> oh, I'm going to put it on. It's heavy. And uh, What is this, eight pounds? It's got to be. It's got pouches on it. That's what the Velcro sound is. And in the and there's just iron bars. Yeah, just iron bars. Iron bars, Velcro straps, nylon, and I'm gonna. Oh my god! So I'm gonna. And then so that's that's the head weights. I also have a posture strap which goes around my neck and, around, and then and then around my chest, and that puts me in in a correct posture. So I put the posture strap on, put the head weights on, and then sit on the sit on the. Uh, Toilet, T toilet. Sit on, sit on the balance ball here, or the exercise ball, and it causes muscle confusion, which makes strength muscles in my neck, holds up my head better, gives me better posture. It forces you to go like this, because if you're like this, your head will go. Oh, you'll it's fall causing over. me some kind of. Conf it, it. Uh, I am extremely uncomfortable. Like yeah. this hurts. It, I feel compression in my spine in a terrible way. <laughs> and if I working. move my head, it feels like my head's going to. They probably make me wear that, so I'm so I never get better. And then I'll always have to go back to the chiropractor because I'm constantly getting compressed. This right. sure feels like it is screwing me up forever. Maybe it's actually fixing you, and that's why you feel messed up. <laughs> I wait, didn't realize wait, I was broken. Wait till you see this other torture device that I'm going to get out here in a second. Wow. Hold on, you got oh, We got to do this. We got to do this on TV. We got to call it Windy City. Get Windy City Live. Get the. Ow! I can't get it off, Todd. <laughs> oh, I hate this so much. It's oh. like. It's like a radio version of Saw. <laughs> I'm in a basement with Todd. He is now... So Todd just ran and got some... There's so much medical stuff. Oh, my God. Todd just handed me a note. I'm going to have to eat my own hand to get out of this. I, <laughs> I'm, yeah, there's a, there's a key to get out of this, but it's in his stomach, and I have to cut it open and dig around. <laughs> he, he is laying uh, on the floor on his back. He is laying on a pad. It looks like he's on a... 
He looks like he's on a sit-up machine that would have those little hand things and you use it for crunches. But instead, there's a headband on an elastic strap that comes off the back pad, wraps around his forehead, and yanks his neck back. So he's laying on the floor with straps pulling his head backwards. Are you supposed to do sit-ups, Todd, or just lay there? You could charge by the hour for that room. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is Mistress Todd's basement of pain. Here's the problem. I haven't been getting the headache, so I have to buy into all this stuff because it works. I haven't been getting, you know, but uh, here's the thing. Mm. I also get, uh, you know, adjustments at the chiropractor, and then once a week right now I'm getting manual therapy, which is a way. You know. It's, 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 a, it's a 30 minute massage <laughs> that they call manual therapy because then they can bill your insurance. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is what's really keeping me from getting headaches. I've got to be a massage once a week, and I'm getting an adjustment from the chiropractor. I don't think it's these devices. That's really fixing me. But you can't part, know. I can't know. Part of your know. body is causing your headaches. Is your in back, my neck. Your, it's in my neck. Uh, it's in my, yeah. My well, this neck. manual therapy that you're getting in the strip mall out by the highway, <laughs> is uh, is that in your neck? Yeah. I mean, it's focused on my shoulders and neck, you know, right. and back, you know. So it's only, it's only the upper half that I get, mas- that my massage does in those 30 minutes. So you got the head snap strap. Yeah. Over there. You've got this head weight turban. The thing that and goes the balance ball. The traction. And you got the traction chin yeah. Job, the chin job. Is that everything? Uh, there's a bunch more wedges in there for some exercises <laughs> that I got to do, like foam wedges, like one that goes under my the small of my back to like put a curve in my back, and one that goes under my neck that I'm supposed to go like uh, move my head back and forth and do some exercises. That'll put with. a curve in your back. Oh, and a foam <laughs> roller, which everyone should have a foam roller. They're awesome. You know, oh, that takes roller takes lint so off painful. your suit. They're so painful <laughs> that you um no like it's a foam you know like a three inch foam uh tube, you know, that's like a couple of feet long that you roll on, like you roll on your back or your... Yeah, roll legs. it on your calf. It's the worst pain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Chinese developed it like 5,000 years ago to torture people. So, um, yeah, so uh, you could probably, if, if you want to experiment with either your health or your love life, you could probably get all this stuff I'm on gonna Amazon. I say, I might take one of those foam the wedges foam home. foam wedges, yeah. I think, could be very <laughs> handy in your love life. I saw, thought your wife looked relaxed when I came in. If you like the paternity test, please help us tell other people about it. You can subscribe on iTunes, and while you're there, leave us a review. It's quick, it's easy, and it helps other listeners find us. Also, make sure to tell your friends you can find us on Stitcher or however they get their favorite podcasts. Read our weekly paternity test blog at chicagoparent.com and monthly column Viva Daddy in Chicago Parent Magazine, available wherever someone is begging you to sign up for camps. And now it's time for Car Talk, where our bed wedding specialist is IP Knightley, our proctologist Seymour Butts, and our recovery sponsor is Alcoholic. <laughs> I died. May, oh. he, may he rest in peace. One of God, them. I hate that show so much. I um, have to disagree with you. I've always loved it. I don't know. Simply because how can you hate two guys who have such a good time, whether or not you enjoy the content? Like, just they're having so much fun. You got to. You gotta just... Goebbels in Goebbels and uh, Gehring were also having fun. <laughs> had a great time when they were together, but it doesn't mean I want to listen to the radio show. <laughs> I I can't stand the humor. Uh, also, NPR should not be in the, the business of entertainment. Yeah, it should be in the business of telling me how horrible the world is. Right. Tell tell yeah. me about the murders and rapes in the Middle East, and leave the wait wait right. don't tell me to uh, somebody who's funny. Right. Yeah. Leave it to a professional. And also, uh, one of the guys on Car Talk is dead. I guess my question is, how long 
are they going to play episodes of a dead guy talking to a living guy? How long is that going to go on? It's been at least a, well, well, until their core audience is is uh, all dead and they've got another two or three years left in them. <laughs> <laughs> no, but ser- so he died when I, I got a car talk. When did he die? Uh, let me see. Tom in two thousand four. I'm sorry, two thousand fourteen. Tom Magliazzi. Oh, he's Italian. No, I'm sad. Complications so of Alzheimer's. That explains why they never got now you're gonna back off cars. Now will you back off? <laughs> no, no. Look, just because you die of a sad disease doesn't mean you get you get, you get a pass. pass. <laughs> you get a pass. <laughs> this is this is you're in the realm of entertainment. If you, you either can perform or you can't. Like Richard mm-hmm. Pryor gets up on stage towards the end of his life, people are gonna clap for him, and after like three minutes, they're gonna ask him to tell a joke or to get off the stage. I just don't understand how they can go for eighteen months. And still put this guy on. Well, they had how long was the show on for twenty years or thirty years? Yeah, right? twenty years of reruns. To, so they got play. some. They got some best of material. They got, they got something in the vaults. You guys don't think it's weird you're listening to a dead guy? Doesn't you're definitely not listening anymore for car help. Yeah, because all the cars they talk about are obsolete. You know? A year and a half old. I literally uh, think the people like that show because those guys are laughing. I guess if you really ha- are hoping that someone brings up the exact same problem you're having with your 1987 Volvo that you'll get something, you know, some useful information out of it. But mostly it's just mostly because... it's just to keep you from driving into the lake that day because yeah. somebody's laughing out loud and you're right. your pain. I want to hear this Goebbels and Gary car talk now. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, don't drive like mine, brother. Oh, don't drive like mine, brother. <laughs> and then they laugh. Oh, oh. <laughs> 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 this is funny. Oh my god! So, so what's going, on with, going on with your car? Yeah, maybe so, that was part of it. All right, <laughs> maybe I can solve it for you. I don't think you can solve this problem. Can we at least laugh at our own jokes? <laughs> and, laugh? Yeah. yeah, this is a cultural issue. Well, then yeah. let me just read you this week's puzzler. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, David. So we we buy this while well, we lease. We're leasing this minivan, right? This Honda Odyssey. Honda Odyssey? No, mm-hmm. we don't have a Honda Odyssey. You don't? got a Toyota, Toyota Sienna. Toyota Sienna. That's Same. what uh, Jim Gaffigan drives in his commercials right now. Where he what the Odyssey? Have you seen? No, I think the Toyota Sienna, or maybe it is an Odyssey. I don't uh-huh. remember. He's got a series of commercials now. Where are these cars the same? Is that why you fun keep... of the fact that he's famous? They're more or, or less the exact mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah, one looks a little more like a. Spaceship. They're like they're. If you're gonna get a minivan, you need to get one of those two minivans. You don't want to get like a Grand Dodge Caravan anymore, or Chrysler, okay. or whatever. You just don't. You're going to get one of those, too. Well, that's every time a car comes out, Honda and Toyota, who really need to plug their leaks, like, they've got a mole in those two companies, right? Unless they are, in fact, <laughs> one company, because they come out with the exact same car every year, like yeah. like t- 10 different cars, and they each have the exact same model on both sides of the aisle. It, uh, like, it's super creepy, right? And they're, one might be, on a given year, 10% better than the other one down their entire line of cars, and then Chevy comes out with the same car. It's wah, garbage. Wah. Right. Right. It's made of plastic mm-hmm. and the brakes don't work on it. Right. Immediately sets on fire when you, right. when you turn the key. <laughs> so you lease this car. So why is it, doesn't that include all the maintenance and all the issues yeah, that you might have so with here's, it? Here's the deal. Only reason I'm not livid right now is because I lease it because I know I'm getting rid of it in two years. But ever since we got it, I it's you know, I've never had a new car before, ever. I'm 40 years old, it's 39 and I got it. Uh, so I figured 
between this one and the next one, I'll have, I'll have two new cars, two leases uh, before I die at 46. And so <laughs> I park it. I park it out at the end of the parking lot, no matter where we go. And I make my four-year-old daughters and my wife walk the football because we live in the suburbs now. So it's mm. a football field mm-hmm. from the edge of the parking lot into anywhere you go. Um, whether it's a McDonald's or a grocery store or whatever. And a long-time listener will know that you used to drive a beater and pull it into a handicapped spot, jump out the window because <laughs> the door wouldn't open, and go into a store and then jump back in and drive out of the handicap. I do have a rule that it's a 25% rule, that if there, I will take 25% or less of the handicapped parking spots available. <laughs> if, if there are four open, I'll take one of them and I'll go in. And if uh, if there are three available, I won't take one because I'm not an animal. But I know that the odds of four people in a handicapped car, in separate cars, <laughs> not not one handicapped car, all showing up at once, all showing up in one car. But if right, they, it, uh, like a wheelchair basketball game, would right, just out, right, right, like a clown car full of disabled vets. <laughs> that may be the worst joke I've ever told. What a sad clown car. <laughs> the Shriners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so twenty five percent, I'll I'll take that bet. I'll take that uh, karmic bet, and I'll take that bet with the cops that they're not going to drive by, and they never do because they live in a quiet small town where they where they leave you alone, and the cops are not blue ATMs. So yeah, I do that. It's fine. Not bad. Uh, not bad. And but um, that's my Honda that I I leave running whenever I go into any place in the winter because as my to my wife's horror. I told her, yeah, I never turn my car off in the wintertime when I go into a store. That's because, interesting. I never thought about that. No Why? one's going to steal my Honda. Uh, and if they do, um, joke's on them. They get a car and I get, I guess, insurance money. I don't so know. Is that legal? Like, can you do that? Because what if a two-year-old climbs into your car and, like, knocks the shifter into drive and, you know, drives uh, the car into the whatever's in front of it. And... What a complicated scenario. <laughs> I say everybody wins because uh, just... two-year-old gets to drive. You get a different car. Two-year-old gets to drive. <laughs> Darwin cleaned out the house a little bit. No. I, don't I mean, you just one. with the keys dangling or you have some kind of external remote thing where you can leave it on and lock the doors and don't go into the store. Uh, it's a 99 Honda. <laughs> so there's, I turn it on. I, I have the heat cranked because it's five degrees outside and I get out of my car Go into the grocery store. Do you lock like, the doors? No, I don't lock the doors. Oh, Putting the keys back. in the ignition. How would you get back in? Get back in. A second key? No, dude, I don't have a second key to this thing. See, now my car used to like the the key, the ignition uh, key slot had gotten so worn out, I could just pull the key out while it was running. <laughs> yeah, and then I could see that you know, because then I could lock the doors maybe. Yeah, and then leave it running. I don't know. I just, I assume that. The worst is always going to happen, so I would never leave my car unlocked or engine running and door unlocked. That's because um, you're from the mean streets. Yeah, you couldn't get away with that down in the south suburbs. They'd, your car, you'd find your car in a in a ditch a few days later. Well, let with me a put a body it in the trunk. I was going to say yeah, it wouldn't be the only thing in that ditch. No one wants. <laughs> no one wants what I have in, in that when it comes to that Honda. There's nothing right? tempting. No one's looking at that Honda. Some someone will. Uh, we'll walk by that car. What if you just want to do a, a joy ride, though? It's not going to happen. 
No one wants to take a joy ride in a 17-year-old Honda. <laughs> There's no joy. There's no joy. They're going to get in it, and it's going to, like... They're going to feel gonna, bad gonna, for they're you. They're going to, like, reach across and let their friend in. They're both going to sit in it for a second. Like, dude, do you feel sad all of a sudden? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Despair ride. Dude, leave five bucks on the dash. I feel bad for this guy. <laughs> So, so what's wrong with I, your brand new Odyssey? Well, the, the Sienna. Oh, Sienna, uh, sorry. I park out in the desert whenever I go into any store. But mm-hmm. mysteriously, every time <laughs> I get, every time I come home, I find a new dent or ding <laughs> or scratch on some side of the car. There's a chip on the passenger side. This is a new one behind the sliding door. Sometimes I think. Sometimes I think parking far away from everybody else makes you a target. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's rocks popping up. You should just blend in. Could just be semi-trucks throwing rocks. Could be your daughter's walking down the driveway with a Tonka truck. But no, they don't do that. Although my wife, my my daughter Cecilia, I I had my 64 uh, Plymouth out in the driveway. I was uh, washing it. I was drying it, and all of a sudden I hear this. Like it's tapping, <laughs> and I look over, and she's got a stick. Oh, no. She's, she's using, like, the business end of it, like, the end of it, like a cue stick, oh. push, like, tapping it into the car. I'm like, Cecilia! I uh, had a stern talking to her. <laughs> Cece's on the move. Digging right. up your finish, catching up your car. <laughs> you got from your great-grandmother. There is no finish. There's no clear coat on that baby. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't such a thing. Yeah, it's just, it's underneath is just rust <laughs> waiting to happen. So what has happened is within a week of us getting it, there was a black mark across the back bumper. Now I got, a, we just went to New York City and came back. There's a black mark on the hood where a car can't get to. I'm like, I don't know how, it doesn't make any sense. There's like a crease like along the passenger slider door? Maybe the, because yeah. your car's out in the middle of the parking lot by itself. People like to do like parkour off your car because it's out <laughs> in the open. It's like sl- they slide across the hood <laughs> or they run up and do a backflip off of it. They like they they run run walk up the side of it <laughs> and do a backflip off of it. But don't do you allow your doors to hit other cars? No. And I and I even though I'm, I'm whenever my kids get out of the car, I say it every time because I know the time I don't say it is when they're going to hit the car next, next to, us. to you. So every time we get out of the car, that's one thing I hated about getting rid of the minivan. I love the minivan because they couldn't do that. Right. The door slid back. There was no danger. Now I'm terrified that they're going to do it. And the person whose car it is going to be standing there waiting to get in their car as my kids slam the car door into their into theirs. So every time we stop the car. I'm always like, careful with the doors, careful with it, and they're, you know, Dad, we know. So, but, uh, but the, who's doing it? Because I don't park people don't who don't park, care, right? Like don't I don't park next to people who have a '99 Honda because I know those people <laughs> don't care, right? That's, it, I mean, I think that's that's the first lesson our ter- parents teach us, right? Is like, don't park your nice car next to a bad car because they will destroy right. your car. Yeah, but is it that the nice car people have the money? To just, I'm just gonna throw my door. Is it in into the car? Or is it old people who, like, are these are these old people who can't hold the weight of a door back as it opens <laughs> against their will? 
Could be all those things if you, yeah. when you put when you factor cars, jerks, the infirm, the Dukes of Hazard. Like when you've, everybody's throwing doors yeah. open, I guess they jump out the windows. It leads to some dings. I mean, it you could know, be people who are putting groceries in their car, and so they're like leaning in and push the door open with their body. It could be carts that are blown by wind. Oh, carts that are blown by wind. That's a big one. I sometimes whack people's cars accidentally if I'm taking a stroller in and out of the car mm. or, like, kid stuff happens. Just other parents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Families are the worst because families yeah. are so self-involved, you know. Families are strapping their kids in and their is car is just smashing into your van. On your, is there a penalty on your lease for having some dings when you bring it back? Yeah. you got to cover the all the I think we have some dings. Uh, the thing is, I think we have to buy this minivan. Like, I think when we go in... Now, I don't know, because... <laughs> you broke it. You bought it, sir. Well, kind of, because, we, first of all, we have... Like, it be cheaper than to pay them 80, to fix it. Yeah. 80,000 miles in this car already. Like, we're wow. way over the mileage. Then you have to buy it, because that'll bankrupt you, just to pay for the extra mileage. Right. It'll be well, cheaper to buy the car than pay for the extra mileage. But I think I think what happens is you can work. They don't They don't care as long as you continue to buy from them. So I think if we... Go to them early and say, "Hey, we're if you're leasing nine- another car, right? If we're nine hundred thousand miles over, we can still get <laughs> a new lease. Yeah, but if we say slough off, we're gonna go down the road and get a Subaru. They're gonna say, don't forget to pay us for the nine hundred thousand miles.' <laughs> uh, but I think we'll be okay. But I don't know. I don't know the wear and tear. I, I think it's because because it's a lease. I think we're probably okay. You know, there's no. It's, it's yeah. not like it's been in an accident. I don't know. It's been in a thousand tiny accidents. Been in a thousand <laughs> tiny, a thousand little tiny cuts. <laughs> Which I believe is do? the name of your memoir. What do you do when that happens? Because I've often wondered if I have my Plymouth, and I see in like someone hits it, does that insurance take care of that? Do I like okay, let's exchange insurance? If someone throws a a door into my door, do I exchange insurance cards with them? I mean, what do they do? Do they really put an actual ding in there? Like a little triangular dent? Or did no, they no, put I'm not, that little I'm not scratch saying, thing? I'm not saying, like, now with my little baby dings and dents. That, by the way, they're $40,000 vehicles. Come on, for God's <laughs> sakes. Like, yeah, why aren't the other people? Why don't they care? Oh, my God. Because there's that... so damn many of them. Like, I realize cars are ridiculous amounts of money. But yeah. they're everywhere. There's more cars than people. Like there's cars. There's just cars, cars, cars. How can you care anymore? Yeah. It's like when they it's like there were so many passenger pigeons, the settlers killed all of them. Because they were like, There's no way we can kill all these birds. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> even if we try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. Watch, just... let's all try. I will show you that we cannot kill all these birds. Everyone try as hard as you can. They can't. <laughs> gonna round them up, gonna slaughter them. It's not gonna make any difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if that guy were alive today, bring a tear to his eye. Sorry about the birds, you guys. I really, seriously, I totally seriously, thought I could not kill all of them. I such a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea I was going to extinct them. <laughs> are there really no passenger pigeons, or are there like five? Are they all gone? Theoretically, there have been none for a long, long time, but uh, I can't imagine there aren't some hiding out somewhere, right? It's not like you'd notice. Like, if a slightly different pigeon flew by you, you wouldn't be like, wait a second! That's the one from our history books. Right. I don't even know what a passenger pigeon is. A is pigeon. This a pi- it's a slightly pointier pigeon. Like a yeah, it's like a skinnier, cooler-looking pigeon. Mm-hmm. 
not like the you know the fat city pigeon. Yeah, glad we left the filthy dumb fat one. Yeah, why couldn't they kill all those off? Hip dysplasia and cigarette (laughs) in his hand. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, those are those pigeons are nasty. (laughs) I don't know what to do, but I I am curious though. What happens if someone does? You know, they're having a fight with their wife. They kick the door open (laughs) and it, it like just eats the side of your door. At some point, there's got to be an exchange of information. I'm assuming. Yeah, and it depends. A lot of those, a lot of those small things are like cheaper than your deductible. So if you have to pay for, like, if you don't know who did it, you're not going to report it to your insurance because it's going to cost your deductible is going to be not covered by the cost of that dent, and then you're going to end up paying more for your insurance anyway. Uh, But if if you're there and you witness a person and they want to take responsibility, then yeah, because then their insurance pays for it 100 percent. Right. It's funny. I haven't had to report. God, I hate saying this out loud. Oh, don't do it. No, don't do I'm it. Not going to do it. Never don't mind. do it. <laughs> well, folks, it's a very somber moment on episode 39 of the Fraternity Fest. Because, yeah. uh, well, Dave was in a really catastrophic car accident. Did that. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> Kill me. Social media isn't just for proudly showing how terrible you look without a filter. It's also for us. Like our page on Facebook, share our posts, and follow us on Pinterest, on Instagram at The Paternity Test, and on Twitter at The Dad Test. Send us a question or a comment for The Paternity Test mailbag. Just email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at our phone number, 657-BAD-DAD. Thanks to listener Megan in the in North Shore of Chicago who... Uh, heard us talking about preschools and heard me trying to make veiled references to a shishi preschool in Evanston and immediately pegged which one I was talking to wow. about, and uh, which sort of is a little bit chilling that everything we're trying to couch uh, on this show is completely obvious to many listeners. <laughs> uh, but she wrote about that particular preschool, which she went to and uh, oh. had a lot of good things to say. So thank you very much for your uh, input and advice. It was actually extremely helpful, and I shared it with me wife. Thanks, Megan. And now it's time for Planes to Catch and Bills to Pay. That's where we give you butterfly kisses and also ignore you. (laughs) So, oh my gosh. I'm sure I've talked about this already in this past year, or less than a year. I think uh, since the fall when Kelly went back to work full time for the first time in over uh, eight years, I want to say. She's been kind of a part-time, full-time Mom, always, but part-time but only lover, part-time, <laughs> part-time worker, part-time earner, full-time mom, and you know, it's had its conveniences. Obviously, like we, the money was always a little tight, but but she was always around, and I, you know, my schedule didn't matter as much in terms of when I I got busy at work because I knew that she'd be around to take the kids where they had to go and do all this stuff. Well, this is our first year with her full-time. It's we had always planned on her going back full time at some point, but we thought maybe once Ellie was in junior high, when she didn't have to worry about rides to school, she had a bus to you know go to or fro, and she could, you know, if she was home alone for two hours after school, it wasn't a big deal. To or fro, to or fro. So she's, uh, mommy, I have to go fro school. <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to get a word. <laughs> I got you to school. You have to get yourself fro. Fro school. So. <laughs> I can't do two and fro. What the hell? <laughs> Um, this is a limo service. <laughs> to or fro. Make up your mind. <laughs> so, 
so you know we we had, we had been doing all right throughout the school year, but this month of May, uh, April and May has uh, just completely kicked our rear ends. Well, you're in the arts, so everything happens in everything April happens and May. in the spring because they uh, you know everyone rehearses all year and they do their that's time for the pageants and uh, mm-hmm. you know so it's pageant season. Kelly was super busy and then I've been super busy. I'm actually going on 17 <laughs> days without a day off right now. Oh, God. God. Um, and <laughs> Kelly and I both lost an hour of our lives this morning. It's like completely unrelated, like, but but we later talked to each other, and she's like, that happened to me today, too. So this morning, I, I get up. I get Alex off to school. Kelly takes Alex to school because he has an early morning band, so he had to be there at 7. He had to be at school by 7.15 a.m. So Kelly took him, and then she went to work from there, and then I was getting Ellie off to school, got her off to school, and then I sat down on the couch to eat a bowl of cereal before I went to work. And I ate a bowl of cereal, and I remember setting the bowl on my lap after I finished. And then I woke up, and it, I woke up an hour later. Wow. Like I have no recollection of not doing anything between setting the bowl down, or closing my eyes, or looking at the TV. Nothing. Just an hour disappeared from my life. What? Maybe I was abducted by aliens and probed. Yeah. Did your rear end hurt when you were? <laughs> oh, my That's dog was looking at me funny after that, but. Um, <laughs> No, I just it it's an out my body just shut down like it just went into <laughs> hibernate mode for an hour it just took over like some my my body shut down for an hour. Now Kelly he had lucky charms and it was uh, uh, a <laughs> pink hearts yellow moons and blackouts. <laughs> yeah, that's someone roofied my lucky charms. It was actually fruity pebbles, man. I'm not a child. Wait, was it really fruity pebbles? It was. Bonnie, yeah. I lost an hour. Even. <laughs> Uh, so, and then Kelly was like, uh, and I told Kelly, she goes, well, I had a, she had had a meeting. This, she got to work and supposed to go to a meeting right away. And right before she left her office, she got a phone call from her boss. who's was like, hey, the thing we're going to meet about, I can just, you can just do on the computer. I'll send you the link. And so the boss sends a link. She does it on the computer. And then, like, she had blocked out an hour of time for that meeting, and that took about five minutes. So she had, like, 45 minutes left before that. And so she said that she just, like – stared at the wall for 45 minutes and doesn't really remember doing wow. anything and like it, it was a 45 minutes later and she's like oh wait i'm something i'm still i guess i'm at work now still so if you watch the school kinda... security tapes it looked like paranormal activity yes it would, it would look like paranormal activity <laughs> absolutely <laughs> she might have slept walk during that time like she might or you know so who knows what happened during that but we each lost about an hour of our li- <laughs> we're so exhausted we lost about an hour of our lives it sounds like today. Mysteries of the Unknown. It was. It was. <laughs> what happened to Todd little, and Kelly? Read the book. <laughs> yeah, like you both did it at the exact same time. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's absolutely. It's Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, what's the guy's name from Unsolved Mysteries? Ba- Robert. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. So yeah, it's 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 something Robert Stack would try to would would, would explain that you know at the same time we both blacked out for an hour. She didn't have cereal, though, so it wasn't the cereal? It wasn't the cereal, no. I'm the Master Ripper, and I'm here to say I roofie Todd cereal in a major way. (laughs) So that's the kind of thing, you know, that's happening here. Uh, And you know what? I keep telling myself, like, don't be such a wuss. How many parents have to work two full-time jobs? Both parents work full-time in order to pay their bills, and their kids are busy. Like, we're not the only ones whose kids are busy, and we're both working full-time. Yeah, check your privilege, Todd. Well, a little bit, yes, absolutely. It's funny because I thought, well, it'll be nice when Kelly works full time because we'll have some extra money and we'll be able to do fun stuff. But we haven't done anything fun <laughs> except be very tired. 
I'm, I'm I keep waiting for the payoff. I keep I keep mm. waiting for. The, you get to retire the reward someday. Someday right. we'll retire. She won't be able to because she's a teacher in Illinois, so there'll be no pension uh, right. for her. I'll retire just fine. <laughs> Which I don't know about her. She's gonna have to work till she's ninety. <laughs> she's not. She's not gonna live off my pension. <laughs> as much as I try to complain, you know, I, I want to complain about this and maybe say, "Was this a mistake? Should she? You know, we we had a good thing." You guys, you know, obviously, Matt, you've got a crazy schedule. Dave, you've got a crazy schedule at work, and Nikki's got. Uh, not just the twins, but, you know, the other kids that she watches. So she's exhausted. And I guess in the end, the biggest thing that suffers is Kelly and mine's relationship with each other because there's no room for that except for, plan- like, planning our schedule with each other. No time for love, Dr. Jones. Well, it's not even, like, love. It's just, like, time. Like, anytime one of us, we're both free, either one of us is, is passed out on the couch <laughs> and the other one's up, you know, watching TV because they're wide awake, you know, or vice versa – or the time that the free time that we do have is spent coordinating our schedules. Yeah, so we uh, we try to we're trying to watch a TV show together, but yeah. one or the other person falls asleep during the opening credits every time, so mm-hmm. we just keep watching the same one episode over and over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe this is something that other listeners can comment on or send us. Uh, you know what they do to kind of take make it seem less like a a partnership, a parenting partnership, and to continue to like remember that still. Uh, a couple. <laughs> I think if you both live to retirement, you get to be a couple then and, and day drink. Well, and here's the thing that I, I do kind of look forward to is that we'll be empty nesters in our 40s. What? What? Ellie will be out of the house in eight years. I'll be thirty. I'll be 47. <sighs> England and I won't even have middle schoolers in our 40s. <laughs> so uh, Kelly and I will be like... Yeah. We'll have, we'll still, we'll still, you know, we'll be like a Cialis commercial, uh, you know, all you'll have the time. Two, you'll have two footed bathtubs. <laughs> I have two claw foot bathtubs in every room in the house. <laughs> That's how we're going to watch TV. That's how we're going to eat dinner. We're going to take it like anytime we go to see our oh kids God. in college, we're going to have to drag these tubs all over the place. <laughs> That's insane because I'm going to be 54 and I didn't even spread it out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's right. right. You doubled yeah. down. You do- right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because, I mean, if Ellie goes to college in eight years, which she's 10 right Mm -hmm. now, so that would make mathematical sense, then uh, I'm 39. Wow. So, so yeah, I'll be 47. Kelly will be 46, and we'll be empty nesters. We better keep all the parts working because you got a a 20 birthday anniversary (laughs) and Christmas presents waiting for you at at, uh, at, uh, 46 years old. But here's the thing. None of our friends will be empty nesters. So I'll be calling you and hey, Matt, Kelly and I are coming to the city. We're going, you know, we're hitting the restaurant, going to see dinner and a show. You know, how about you and Melissa? We're like, uh, we got a piano recital. Or, you know, Viva's Viva's got a dance recital that weekend. I'm like, ah, you suck. All right, that's going to be our problem. Is it? Todd was born just the other day. <laughs> You're going to have to make new friends. This yeah, what's going to happen? You're going to have yeah. Lots of lots of either look really old friends see, or really well, young yeah, friends. Yeah, that's what right? that, exactly. So either we're going to be friends with people in their sixties who you know are, are going to, or you know maybe mid fifties, mid to late fifties <laughs> who are empty nesters, or we got to find some like twenty year olds to hang out with, right. which basically would be Alex's age. So either we're going to hang out with Alex's friends because <laughs> <laughs> in eight in eight years he'll be twenty one. 
it'll be 21 in eight years. So I could just go like go to like spend my weekends on his college campus. Mm-hmm. We'll turn on uh, <laughs> MTV Spring Break and Todd will be like in board shorts up on a stage with Vampire Weekend getting down. Yeah, so it's it, it'll be it'll be a strange time, that's for sure. And it's not that far away. Oh, eight years away. No. It's closer than <laughs> what Ellie's been alive. You know what I mean? I mean, Ellie's been alive for 10 years. So, and now in eight years, she'll be, you know, away at college. Wow. You'll be an empty nester. And I, like, I don't know if I've gotten you a shower gift for her yet. Like, I feel like she was <laughs> just born. Well, she's definitely out of, like, the uh, the six to six to 12 month clothing. So, <laughs> you might want to return that, that outfit you got. <laughs> Maybe, you know, I'm justifying all this, you know. Well, you should rub it in our face because when we were like, yeah, when you were, you guys gave me such You had the babies crap. and we were like, you know, get, oh. getting down. Now you can turn it around. You guys were so getting down. Mm-hmm. And I had to hear all the stories about all the getting down. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be calling us from your footed bathtub. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you owned a house and I, I remember thinking, like, I was so. Yeah, but a house at 25. I know. I didn't understand. I didn't know people could do that legally at 25. I thought it was like uh, you had to wait until you're 35 to be president. I thought you had to wait until you were 30 at least before you were responsible enough to buy a house. It didn't make any sense to me. I didn't even have, like, a good knife. Like, if I made a a frozen pizza in my apartment at the time, I'd have to eat it as one big thing. Fold it up like a taco. Then you had a house. (laughs) I was stuffing it. Like with chairs. (laughs) <laughs> That's it. Yeah, we grew up fast, didn't we? <laughs> well, when I was, when I was by, by the way, when I was uh, 25, I moved from one apartment to another <laughs> in a taxi cab. <laughs> Boy, that cabbie must have been in one cab. You. Well, it all fit. It all fit, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> what'll be? What's weird about it is that I keep forgetting. My kids will be out of the house, but I'll still have to work for another 15 years after that. It's not like I'm going to retire when the kids right. are out of the house. Right. I still have to go to work every day. Right. It's not, oh, kids are in college. Now what am I going to do? Oh, yeah, I got to pay for college. Right. But now I'll be coming home, and there won't be baseball to go to. There won't be piano lessons to drive to. There won't be. Or fro. Yes. Right. Just, a big, just an echo in that big house you're going to buy next year. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, <laughs> Kelly. I got to learn how to cook for two because right now every meal I make is, you know, I, I can't even cook for four hardly. And if I cook something, it's for six or eight people because there's always tons of leftovers. <laughs> You're just going to eat the other chair. Oh, there's that, mm-hmm. yeah. But you won't have to make uh, buttered noodles and chicken dinosaur nuggets uh, along with the other three meals. Only when I want to eat the house, them. right? Yeah, only when I want to eat uh, buttered noodles and, and dinosaur nuggets, which Todd's, Todd's it's a, so it's a pretty good lunch to me. Todd's a sentimental type, so like he's gonna on nights when Kelly's working late teaching classes. Todd's gonna like set all the places. Yeah, yeah. He'll he'll like make butter noodles for like a stuffed animal. <laughs> put a sign around the the stuffed bear's neck. Says Ellie. Ellie, How was your eat day? up. Come on, you gotta grow big and strong so you can go waste someday. <laughs> That could definitely be me. Well, I I, I worry about cuts uh... <laughs> a little hole in the in the bear's mouth so he can stuff the noodles in. Oh, I'm all those milestone things are gonna just uh, I'm gonna be a wreck. Like I can't handle 
Now, we haven't hit any of those real milestones yet because the kids are kids, right? Kids are kids. But now next year, Alex will go from eighth grade to high school. So there'll be some kind of a ceremony involved. An eighth grade graduation, if you will. Well, they don't they, <laughs> they don't call it that because you're not actually graduating eighth grade. You're just moving on. So they call it like a promotion. Close to eighth grade graduation. I had, I had a full eighth grade graduation with cap and gown and everything, but it's because our junior high was a different school district than the high school. That's because that's as far as anybody. Yeah, knows. let's talk about the real reason your school. <laughs> <laughs> he walked out of eighth grade graduation and the... he got a job at the factory. He started you started your apprenticeship with a bookie. Because when they talk about your shooting on the news, they need a they need a recent picture of you, and it's always the eighth grade graduation picture. <laughs> I guess they did want one of those in their back pocket just in case. Yeah. Well, uh, so here it's like an eighth grade promotion, so they don't call it a graduation. And you don't really, there's no cap and gown. You're just saying, they're just saying you're going to high school. But like, I'm sure I will be a wreck at that. I'm sure I will be a wreck when Ellie does it and any kind of like parent night when they're at, you know, when uh, I can't imagine like Alex having like a senior night when he, if he's, if he plays baseball in high school and he has like a senior night, I'm going to embarrass him. So, because I'll be the dad on the on the on the on the field crying as you're walking them, you know, on the sidelines. That like long walk too. It's not yeah. like yeah. It's not like he plays chess. <laughs> no, you know, like yeah. walk out to the, the mound. Yep. Yeah. Oh gosh, all those carry you off and forget it. Like when Ellie gets married, I mean, just forget it. I'm just you're just gonna have to like walk. You guys are gonna have to hold me up by my arms and walk me around all night. <laughs> Todd, it's time for the daddy done. No! <laughs> DJ starting to play butterfly kisses. You gotta get out there. Todd's <laughs> taking his belt off. <laughs> Throwing it over a rafter. <laughs> no more death shivers. <laughs> Final shiver. One last death shiver. <laughs> Now, that oh, sounds like God. a country song, is a dad who kills himself at his daughter's wedding. <laughs> I, I would buy that song. I would buy that song. It's better than Christmas shoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No more dances. Well, folks, it's time for another episode of the Paternity Test to let the kids play Who Can Fit in the Storm Drain. Follow us on Twitter at the Dad Test, like us on Facebook, and visit our website, paternitypodcast.com or email us at paternitypodcast at gmail.com. Catch us Tuesdays at chicagoparent.com and call our voicemail 657-BAD-DADS. Tell your friends about the show and consider a donation to the show via our PayPal link at paternitypodcast.com. All right, everybody, remember, you didn't get drunk enough at the preschool fundraiser if you're not willing to smash a bottle over somebody's head to win some hand-loomed potholders. And until next time, best of luck passing the paternity test. (laughs) 